This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 16th of June, 2023. Coming up today, we're talking about the Vision Pro, no surprise, and laundry tags. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Happy Friday, Sean Priest. Happy Friday, Stephen Scott. What a glorious week it's been. Has it? Um, I, I, yes. Oh, I find okay. I'll go with it. I, honestly, I, 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 I don't know anymore. I, I, I have spent most of the week yes. annoying my wife. I mean, I, honestly, oh. I could stop the sentence there yes. and I could say that every week. Most um, of your life, annoying yeah, exactly, the wife. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But this week in particular, and she said to me, are you all right, Stephen? Because oh. you've asked me four times today what day it is. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. But, what? but but what day is it? <laughs> I keep forgetting. I was having one of those weeks where it's just the whole week, every day. I just could not get my handle on what the day is. I I just blame the heat. Uh, yes, it's, it's been incredibly hot here in the UK. I mean, too hot Ridiculous. for a man of our um, stature. Um, yes, well done. Thank you. I was going to say. Yeah, no, that's Sveltness. <laughs> so it, it it addles the brains. Quite frankly, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous, and I, I just, I want, you know, it's, it's funny, right? In Britain, it works like this: day one, oh, wow, heat yep. wave, Everyone so exciting. Yep. Day two, oh, isn't it fabulous? Day three, when will it end? Help me, I can't bear it anymore. <laughs> this weather is absolutely terrible. And what is it with fans and this new fascination with touch-sensitive controls? Honestly, I've bought so many fans this week. Everyone's, you know, the, the fans get stored in the cupboard for 12 months of the year almost. Yes. And then you pull them out when you get this odd freak heat wave and they don't work or whatever. So I've been buying fan after fan after. <laughs> and all of them have this terrible touch sensitive controls. People are obsessed. Stop it. Doesn't work for us. Oh, I read one of those articles in the newspaper this week, and I was just like, "Oh, here we go." Well, you know, mm. one of these environmental types, you know, and it's like, mm, "You shouldn't, you shouldn't have air conditioning in oh. your house because if you have air conditioning in your house, then you know you're contributing to the I am end of the so world." Sorry, and, people. And then people go, "Oh, you should have a fan instead." And I'm like, "Well, hang on a minute." So, so blowing around hot air in mm. our room yes. is better than cold air. Yeah. Is that where we're going with this? Well, so so really what you're saying is that yes, we should run a fan, which by the way, I believe, and I'm I'm just gonna double check this with the double tap lawyers and indeed <laughs> uh, maybe even GPT I'll ask this as well. I believe it uses electricity as well. Does but, it? But that's okay electricity. That's okay electricity. Wow. But, but here's the laugh. It, it was some, this is the bit in the article that really got me. It said, you know, obviously at the moment, a lot of the issues around not so much the the use of the electricity, but where the electricity itself comes from, right? So coal-fired power stations, that kind of thing, and we want to mm-hmm. move away from yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was AC that was the problem itself. I thought there was a concern that AC was contributing to the environmental damage that we're all conflicting on society. Um, but apparently not. No, no, it's fine. It's if the energy is clean, dag off your life. All right, good. Well, wow. yeah, that is, that is kind of the answer, yes. If it's clean energy, then it's fine. But I thought the whole thing was that the AC itself was the problem. 
Sorry, the, when you're the, saying AC, are we still talking about air electricity? Conditioning. Or are you talking about, oh, sorry, you're being hip and trendy? Yeah, I, I, because I, that's I what we call it in the uh, AC world. Well, I'm sorry. I Those don't have AC. I'm not, I don't have the luxury. Uh, it's not the case. I, I can't afford it. It's a case that I love the planet and I refuse to have Absolute it. Absolute garbage. I would have it in a heartbeat. Of course you would. It's, it's all about being comfortable, right? And I, um, yes, whatever. We're I will killing be the fair, planet. Though, I'm, I'm so sorry. That's it. We're not killing. Look, the planet's. The planet will be fine. We're oh. killing ourselves. Oh, he's a denier. The planet is oh. fine. We, it will be here a hundred billion <laughs> years from now, and it will regenerate itself, and oh. it will be fine. We'll get we, emails. We will be oh. gone. We've stumbled onto a terrible, dangerous area. No, it's just, Please. I can't stand all this nonsense. I just oh. can't stand. Look, uh, is there climate change? Of course there's climate change. Oh, well, of that's course better. there is. Yeah. Yes, of course there is. We created it. We caused it. Oh, did we? I don't think we did. I think it's you. the natural cycle of the planet. I think the amount of boxes I, I consume <laughs> from a shop that uh, sells a smile, <laughs> I think that might be contributing quite considerably to the death uh. of our planet. But not the death of the planet, the death of humanity. We've got to get this right. We've got to get this right. I'm sorry. Wow, this, I'm, is I'm not, this is a terrible conversation. Factual, this is a factual programme. Uh, honestly. All right. um, Basically, <laughs> Stephen, don't attack Stephen for his use of air conditioning. No, he but doesn't do you know, like do, it. Do you know the, con- the concern is really more around, and it's, I don't know if this is the case in Canada. I don't imagine it is. Because often in, in places like Canada and in States as well, and in fact <laughs> most other countries, you have uh, built-in air conditioning into homes. So the homes are actually built for it. Uh-huh. Whereas here, uh-huh. we buy these portable air conditioners because we only yes. use them like three days in a year. Yes, And actually what that does is that causes a spike in electricity. Mm. So it's not like you know you have a hospital or a shopping mall or whatever it might be that's always running these things anyway because they have to. I mean, a hospital, they have to have these in so they can keep people cool. But ultimately, you know, for us, if we turn on one of these portable air conditioners, they, call, they they use so much energy that the spike impacts the world. And there you go. That's your update there on you uh, all things air conditioning and my views. But I just, I just can't stand these people who go, oh, just put a fan on. It's Stop not the, the same voice. thing. Stop. You're it's getting in trouble. It's not the same Stop thing. Doing... Okay. Uh, can I just say, all my fans run off USB-C, uh, low energy consumption, and so convenient. Thank so you. So utterly useless then. Oh, no, they're great. Um, yeah, okay. Not as good as the ones you actually plug into the wall socket, obviously. But, you know, they're, they're good enough. It's fine. I just know there's people that start. It's, 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 please don't. Please oh. stop. Can, can, we, can we stop now? You get worried Let's, again. You get worried because I'm yes, going to go off on a rant. Yes, I worry. Yes. Oh, do you know what we missed? Changing the subject quickly and dangerously <laughs> out of uh, waters that we don't want to be in. Um, that are not rising. We, we missed... <laughs> We're not drowning in. We stop it. We, we miss, poking the shark. Poking uh, the shark. Don't, don't poke sharks. Bad idea. We missed June fifteenth. I get Black Mirror Day. Black Mirror Day. I know. I totally forgot all about it. I cannot believe it. Well, I must admit, I remembered just last night because I went in to the Netflix app and I think, you know what? What's new? What's going on? The Black Mirror's there. There's a whole oh, new series of Black Mirror. No. Why am I missing this? So how many, I, uh, how many have dropped? I think it's six. I six. think that it makes six sense. I counted. Okay. And the reviews already are saying best series yet. Uh, <gasps> it, it's funny because you would think at this time, especially right now with AI and everything else and everything that's gone on in the past few years, it would be very hard to create Black Mirror because ultimately what Black Mirror does 
is look at a dystopian society ready for collapse. And we're kind of already in it. So it's hard oh, to create well, a drama about that, right? I'm glad I changed subject now. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I find it, I think there's so many levels to it. It's just a really entertaining, really clever show to watch. Oh, of course it is, yeah. But as brilliant. a nerd, you know, as a, a bit of a geek, I love it as well because you can see that this does come from another nerd. That, that they are oh, yeah. seeing, Charlie they are Brooker playing this out and seeing how far this is going to go. And it is, you know, quite frightening when you think, actually, we're not that far away from that. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. Well, I did get a chance to, I just scanned as you do, because every episode, if you don't know Black Mirror, every episode is a different story. So, you know, you can, you don't have to watch them in order. It's like the Star Wars movies, so they tell me. And <sighs> well, you say that, that sometimes you do. Do you? Some, yeah, sometimes there is uh, there's a theme running between them. Uh, and oh, all right, yeah, too subtle sorry. for me. Okay, all right. No, I, I know what you mean, but no, the problem is some of that last time. I remember, I think it was two seasons ago. It was quite visual that whole theme thing, and it wasn't really picked up on at all. I didn't get it at all, even through know. the audio description. So, all right, yeah, just saying. Okay. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, I, I did. I, I scanned through the episodes, and um, one of them immediately pricked my ears because it was called Loch Henry. Oh, is that near you? One. Is that yes. where you live? I live right next to Loch Henry. Ah, right. Is that the Loch Henry monster in there? Thank you. It's actually, I, I can't say anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> watch the episode. But <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but honestly, it is. Oh, it was brilliant. It was just absolutely brilliant. And I will say that particular episode uh, is good for all the family. As it, well, except the kids. Um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean this show is just for adults, then? This show is for adults. But and all, it's for all the family, it's, as it's long not, as you're all adults. It's not the geeky, nerdy type one. That this is kind oh, of. The, right. They seem to have one every season now, which I would say is the most. Um, accessible to everyone, shall we say, yes. episode. I don't want to say too much. It's so hard. You can't talk about anything anymore. Don't spoil it for me, please. Don't you hate that about television now? Don't you just hate it? Because you can't... You remember the days we'd all sit down, watch our drama or whatever it was, the mm. big show on a Sunday or Saturday night, and then yep. we'd go into the office or the heart school the next morning and be like, oh, did you see? And they'd be like, wow. And we'd be like, oh. And then he'd be like, ah. Oh. And then no, we'd you can't get, do that get some work done. Yes. Um, but... <laughs> But now you can't do that because everyone's like, oh, what episode are you on? I'm on episode one. Oh, hurry up. And then it's just this fight erupts in the office. I've uh, had too much coffee this morning. I still haven't watched Succession yet. Oh, Not that's even just the first disgraceful. One. That's an so absolute, you are a disgrace. Me. I know. I was putting together the globe the other day and they were talking about the final. I had to skip through it. I don't know if the, the volumes were right or anything. So if they weren't, I apologise. But not. I couldn't have it spoilt for me. Well, we know that even when you edit it, it's not always done right. No. That's... Was that low? That's, yeah, but it's true. I did, I did make a mistake. Stop it. No one noticed. No one bring it up. Don't bring it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. No, no one. Can no I one. just say thank apart you so much, Grace? Amazing Grace. All of Canada. <sighs> Move on. But you know what? The Canadian people, you're so lovely. And so you're forgiving. You. Unlike the Brits, who are <laughs> quite the opposite. If you keep bringing it up and throwing it in your face. Yes. I noticed that. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, look, I want to get into this topic because uh, there was a story that I spotted and one of our listeners has picked up on. Wayne emails in and Laura, as always, reads our emails. Hi, Sean and Stephen. I love your show. I really appreciate when you share your personal experiences and difficulties. It makes me feel not so alone with my own issues. Thank you. Oh, now, welcome. the Vision Pro. 
I'll be really upset with Apple if what 9to5Mac claims is true. They said that Apple will not allow third-party apps to have access to the cameras on the headset. This would screw everything up for us wanting to use Ira and Envision. This headset has so much potential for us, but without the access to the camera, it's useless to us. I had so much hope for this headset. Wayne from Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, thank you, Wayne. And uh, thanks for your comments. Really appreciate those. Yes, um, yes we are here to... Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll shout at Sean. Um, <laughs> yes. Because it just feels the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes That's we talk I mean. about honest stuff, which is, you know... Fine. Yeah. We did that this week, didn't we? We talked a bit about... Oh, my challenges. Um, Don't spoil it. Yes, we did. It's also about me walking into the patio door, which uh, actually upset me for, uh, for a yeah. minute or two. And, and how I, I laughed. How <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, this is terrible, terrible news if this is true. And it's so funny, right? For the longest time, it's been you know, Vision Pro. Imagine the potential. This actually is a bargain. No matter what the mainstream press are saying, price-wise for us, it's a bargain. This is a game changer. That article comes out that third-party apps aren't going to have access to the cameras, and suddenly, oh, I'm not interested. What a waste of time. Well, hang on, hang on. Go on, this change is a, this my is, mind. This is an article that's come out from 9to5Mac, and it's suggesting that apps won't have access to the camera. I, I'm not surprised in the first iteration that that might be the case. But honestly... I mean, I saw the story and I thought, oh, no, 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 please, no. No, no. But, but then I thought, actually, that's probably right for the first iteration. It may be down the line, maybe second gen, or maybe even it becomes an update what are you talking over about? the course of the next year. What I, I just, are you talking about? Why is it okay why, for the first, first gen? I, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's, it's not you're surprising not, to me. It's not surprising to me. yourself. You're just trying to make yourself, this isn't true, this, la, la, la. It's I'm my internalised ableism, this- and I'm dealing with it. <laughs> Listen, there's absolutely... Look, okay, I'll say this. There are 12 cameras on here, and some of them are facing in possible directions that you want to know if those cameras are being accessed. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not just facing forward. They're facing inwards towards your eyes, for one thing, and downwards and up and all around <laughs> your house. Yes, exactly. But if you could... I mean, allowing access to the pass-through camera... The, the, the one that you use to see around you, because these aren't see-through, that you are just looking at a display and you're watching a camera feed. Now, we need access to that for, as Wayne rightfully says, Ira, Be My Eyes, whatever it may be. We need access to that for it to be useful to us. So there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't give access to forward-facing camera. With permissions, obviously. But if it is the case that they are blocking them out universally, then... It's dead. To me, the Vision Pro is dead. Long live the Vision Pro. <laughs> I don't buy this. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy this to be real. I think that it's. it might be, as I say, an initial thing, but I think it might be like a month or two, and then it will be a, 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 available via an API. They may make it. You know what Apple love to do this, where they'll, you know, the whole back of thing. They've got maybe a sensor or something inside the device, and then they build a, a kit so that developers can use it. And I think that, the, I mean, we, ha- we have not heard from Apple on this. We may never hear from Apple on this. But it doesn't seem to me like this, this is likely to happen and certainly won't happen as, as a way of avoiding the opportunity to stand up and talk about how wonderful they, they love being, you know, the most you know, accessible app or, or 
technology company with all their mm. products. And then, you know, an app comes on like Be My Eyes and says, hey, we'd like to use these cameras. And their response is, you know, well, you can't. Their response I don't believe is, that. We are Apple and we care about people's privacy. Absolutely no one will be able to use the camera. Well, that's, that's an interesting part to this. I mean, that ultimately is where this may be coming from. Again, this is all suggestion, right? We don't know for sure. But... If this is true, that's probably their line, which will be, this is about privacy, which kind of takes us right back to where we started with this whole idea of the product, never mind the product itself. You and I had this conversation many a time. What is going to happen with this device? Will it even have cameras in it? Well, it seems uh, the the, the irony here would be that if we did have cameras in the device, but we can't use them, (laughs) that would be really ironic in a lot of ways for us. It's like, it won't have cameras, it won't have cameras. Apple are all about privacy. (laughs) It does have cameras. Wow. Oh, we can't use them. It's a roller coaster. I'm emotionally spent, Apple. Please stop toying with me. I feel like this is a Black Mirror episode (laughs) in itself, isn't it? I think we're going back to the pre-announcement days of it's just going to have a LiDAR sensor in it, but the resolution of that LiDAR sensor, the scanning uh, time of it is going to be so high and detailed that actually it could make out objects just using LiDAR. Mm. That was the line we were going down before when we thought they weren't going to use cameras. I Until I see that, I don't entirely buy that, um, but I don't know. I, I, I think... I I got a terrible feeling in my stomach that there could be a nugget of truth to this because, I mean, developers are digging into the code now. They are starting to develop. So I'm sure this is where this story has come from. Some developers saying, you know what, I can't access the cameras. No one can access the cameras. I hope not, but I think it is true. So you say in the first gen, you think this will change later on. I hope so, but why would it change? Is it because of backlash from either developers or our community? Would they allow certain apps and in which case you know who decides which apps deserve camera access i don't know but it's it's got me worried i'll be honest okay here's the other argument to this why or let me ask it this way would it actually not be smarter for them not to open up the cameras okay because explain Let's think about Be My Eyes. Let's just take Be My Eyes as an example, because we've, we've had them on a few times and we know roughly what's going on there with Virtual Volunteer. The camera is taking an image. That image is being sent to OpenAI and it's being you know regurgitated back into text and, and whatever the, the query is from, from the user. If Apple are all about privacy, they might be concerned where that data is going. So they maybe don't want the cameras opened up to that. Well, then we're going down nanny state. Surely it's up to me to decide if I want to what, give my data away or take the risk of my data getting out of my control. I mean, and that's, that's up And to that's me. the nub of it, really, isn't it? Because Apple, make the, Apple always make the decision on this. They'll tell you. Mm. This is the difference between Apple and Google and Microsoft and others. Apple tells you what you're getting. And it's up to you to decide if you say, okay, fine, take my money, or ah, hang on a minute, I'll wait for the next thing to come along. Let's see what Google produce, or let's see what Microsoft come up with, or let's no, see what right. the other thing I'm... is. So maybe there's maybe there's that. However, I should also just say, okay. you know, right now that the iPhone can do it already through the cameras. So really, what's the difference, right? What's, what's one camera on your phone versus one camera on your headset? <laughs> That's a really good point. Uh, so, you know, this is my kind of endless, <laughs> is this kind of bouncing around my head in a lot of different ways? I can see Apple's point with privacy if this is a thing. 
But then I also think, but hang on, you've got cameras already accessible via the you know the phone apps. So that I suppose I kind of go back to. I was kind of asking that question, but I'm I guess in my own head I'm thinking, if apps can currently access the camera on your iPhone, what's the difference? using an app on your headset is it because it's head mounted is it because you know it, it perhaps is more able to capture unaware you know that i think that's the big fear isn't it that you know we're walking around we're unaware it could be that it could be exactly that google glass had a huge backlash about you know people recording and recording in public versus private people knowing when you're recording basically you're walking around with a camera and that making people uncomfortable. i got to say, I think society's got to get over that. Um, I think cameras, we've been recorded a thousand times a day as it is. So, um, But there are obviously, you know, social things with that, you know, <laughs> wearing it when you're going to a bathroom or swimming. Well, exactly, I don't that's know. exactly it. That's you know, exactly it. The, but then the society will sort that out. That's, we know when something's appropriate and not appropriate. But, um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? i, I got to say, I'm not too worried because... I know 99% of people out there are not going to get the Vision Pro. Right? They're just not. Whether it be for price or that it's a, you know, a first-gen product, I would probably be more interested, even if the price was the same, if when they come to Gen 4 or 5 and it is slimmed down and it is more like sunglasses, battery life is better, and more aimed for wearing when you're out and about, then I would expect those cameras to be accessible at that point plus why can't we just have it in accessible settings let's have allow apps to access cameras put it in accessibility and then give us all the warnings about your data could be at risk and do you you know i don't hold apple uh, liable absolutely fine let's make it an accessibility setting that's nothing that would not be unusual and a lot of settings a lot of features that come out of apple that you know you know have started off inaccessibility and then yes. you know, migrated into the mainstream. So yeah, that, that's perfectly feasible for that to happen. I, I have to tell you, and this might shock you. Breaking news. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is shocking stuff. I am unlikely to buy the first gen of this product. Okay. I don't believe you. I'm unlikely to buy it. And I think it's because it's... It was going to ha- well, okay. First off, if this story is true from nine to five Mac, if this is true, that kills it for me. I'm with you. Yes, on that is it because I can't use it for anything that I want to use it for. No. And actually, all the conversations we've had around specialist tech companies, the Envisions of the world, the Orcams, they will all breathe a huge sigh of relief if that happens. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. oh thank God. Um, they aren't coming for us <laughs> yet until you know. The difference is Apple just pushes an update and then they're all dead again. Um, but. I, I think that it's going to be a product that is going to be so visually, um, well, I mean, it's a visual product. There's no way around it, right? It requires vision. It's in and the it's, name. It's, yep. almost, it's almost so visual that I think it's going to need a good few iterations to get accessibility bedded in properly before I think any of us can really value or get value from it. That, that's my take on it. Because even things like the touch gestures, that's going to put a lot of people off. That's, it's going to put me off a little bit because I'm struggling as it is with my hand tremor and everything else. I don't know how I'm going to manage all this stuff. And I know some people who are in the disability community who feel the same way. They're like, how are we going to use this thing? Now, yeah, there are other ways They've we can navigate. have already said there's different methods, right? Yeah, there's it lots of different methods to use it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm having trouble with my touch screen on my iPhone right now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of already thinking, hmm, 
right? How's this going to work? That's that's with a you know a, a simple swipe and and you know tap gesture. Whereas I've got to do all this waving my hands around, no, you know, like some French your, mime. You're just you're pinching your fingers. It's it's going to be easy. Did you see some of the reviews about how the eye tracking was like magic and so responsive, absolutely amazing, <laughs> and uh, how he's accidentally <laughs> activating things because he's just wiggling his fingers and accidentally pinching and it's picking it up. It's so sensitive. So I don't think the gestures are going to be an issue. And as you said, the eye tracking is that good. Yes. Then I'm screwed because yes, but, yeah, but we're going to turn that how, off. How, right? am I, how am I going to turn it off? Because as soon as I put this headset on, the pointer is going to be <laughs> bouncing all over the, the screen. Through accessibility settings, you'll be able to choose whatever method you want to use. I'm sure you could turn off eye tracking. You could turn off the pinch gestures, and because it says about you know people just using their wrists uh, as as, yeah. a, as a way to navigate around, or just using your head movement. So almost like a switch control. So I, I'm not concerned about that. At all, really. You know what? I think. I think in this particular, and I know I'm, I'm saying this now, and in a few years' time, I'll be eating these words. But I, I think at the moment, my feeling is accessible. Yes, usable? Question mark. And what for? I'm sorry, so, I thought you were dictating then. Yes, I feel like it didn't. <laughs> Comma. <Question. laughs> I do that all the time when I'm sending a voice message. Full stop. Oh, mark. no, I'm an idiot. Um, I know, I know. I remember you sent a voice message once to me, and that was it. It was like, <laughs> I'm in the clean feed room now. Full stop. <laughs> Smiley face. That's, that's my nickname for you. Oh, thank you. Full stop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the only one that has that nickname for me, funnily enough. Um, but honestly, it, it, it seems like a great product. It seems like a great idea, but I just think... The first iteration, I don't think is going to be for me. I just don't think it is. And it's funny because I love Apple products. I love getting into the ecosystem early. I mean, as you know, because I've got about 800 Macs with M1 in them. (laughs) Yes. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I totally agree. Look, for for us, we're depending on third-party apps. It's as simple as that. That's what makes this. Yeah, uh, yeah. But even even then, I mean, look. I know we've had the conversation around money, and I I I understand. And yeah, let's take money out of it for now. Because uh, yeah, okay. Let's all agree it's a bargain compared to the more expensive options out there. Uh, Yes. But still expensive. The, but the more expensive options out there are built with us in mind. So they've got tools in them. They're they're functional in a way that we can use out of the box, right? So that's a, a massive difference for a lot of people. Because if you have to essentially, oh, how do you describe this? It's like going to a store for, this is a bad analogy, but if it's like oh, going to go. a specific store for something and, you know, going in for that exact product that you want, you know, Home Depot, you want to buy something. So you go to Home Depot and you buy it and you walk out. But instead of that, we now have to go to a shopping mall to find Home Depot to get the thing we want. You know, it's like we've got this whole other world we have to navigate mm-hmm. first to get to the place we want to get to. That was actually not a bad analogy. Now, I think it about worked. It. it was torturous, but it worked. Well done. Welcome to Double Tap. Uh, right, let's <laughs> stick around. We'll come back with more. Is that the first tap? That Is was that it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that that's is it. Unbelievable. We wasted that. That was terrible. I can only apologise. So sorry. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> Oh, I love spending an hour with you. Well, I enjoyed the first half. Uh, Right, stick around. Uh, More to come. It's uh, Double Tap, more of your feedback. And also, Negative Julian's here with a review. Oh, yes. That's what we're coming up on Double Tap. Call. 
Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. And let's get back to your comments. Uh, Darren's been in touch. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley in Kent. Just a couple of comments. Ree, Sean's, and somebody else made a comment as well about the price of the InVision. The, I mean, the Vision Pro and the InVision and all the other wearables. Um, that's why I haven't gone into that um, avenue because it's it's the price that puts me off. Basically, you know, three thousand pounds in some cases. Um, what's going to happen as far as the Celeste? When is that supposed to be coming out? All that Celeste glasses. Um, yeah. I, I think really the the ideal solution would be for these companies to do a rental scheme whereby you pay, say, the cost of a mobile phone each month, say thirty pounds, give a rough figure to have to rent the actual glasses and the services that way they would probably get more people taking them up on this offer if you're paying 30 pound a month yes it would cost them a bit initially but they would get recuperate the cost over a few years and as far as the blind shell i would say as far as blind people are concerned it is becoming the third most popular phone you don't seem to hear much about capsis or synaptic, but you still hear about blind shell quite a lot. Mm. This is all from me for this time. So this is Darren saying bye for now. Speak to you next time. Bye. Thank you, Darren. Hope you're uh, doing all right there in the UK with the heat wave that is uh, going along. Um, turn your AC on. Turn, <laughs> turn, turn it up high. Let's not go back. Let's not go back. <laughs> Uh, no, no, instead just put a fan on and uh, blow hot air all around the room Stop because it. that makes everything better. No. A lot of these companies do have payment plans, right? They, I mean, they, uh, not they all are, of them do. Not all, not of, all them. of them, but they, I mean, they are aware of the expense of these things, and they do try and make it um, accessible, financially accessible to people. A lot of the time, um, I, I don't know if that can work, though. I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but if you say something like, let's say, fifty dollars a month. It's going to take them a good few years to recuperate the cost of just the hardware, let alone the the actual running of you know developing apps or the service, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know if it's if they would have that cash flow available to make that a reality. Although I do love the idea, obviously. I'm thinking more that that would make a lot more sense for the Vision Pro in a lot of ways. I don't know about the other companies doing that. Yeah, I mean it's awkward, right? Because the one option you have in the UK. Uh, I, and again, I can't speak for outside the UK on this one, but when it comes to the UK, there's an option called Divide Buy here. And a lot of companies are, are signing up to this. It's a scheme where you can take your payments and you can split them between six, nine or 12 months. So you buy something like the Envision glasses that costs roughly, say, £2,000. Um, I think this, the price I got them was £2,000. It's 160 quid a month. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. It is. Yes, that's still a lot of That's a huge reach. amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even that doesn't really work. I mean, it works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. And, you know, in a, in a community that is, you know, let's be honest, the majority are unemployed. That's difficult. That's challenging. It is. I, I, I like the idea. I really like this rental idea. And I do agree. I think that it would be good. But I, I, you're right. It's, it's can the companies afford to, to buy in the hardware? And will they make enough money? 
because they'd still have to actually in a way it would kind of go against them because if if you take for example Envision they'd have to buy in more Google Glass more product so a huge outlay for them exactly and then get That's less right. back per month yes, yes you may and- have more customers but you've also got a heavier outlay so it kind of I don't know if it works yes you need that that capital there in order to even start a scheme like that and I don't know if it's there. Totally works for Vision Pro or any mainstream system. I mean, that's essentially how, you know, in the UK and, and I believe in Canada and the US, they have uh, these subsidised phone schemes where you buy a, a phone contract, you get a phone, and it costs you 30 or 40, you know, dollars a month, right? It, it's it's a subsidised cost. Mm-hmm. You still you are paying for the device, but you're paying for it in a in almost subsidised way. Twenty four or thirty six or forty eight yeah. months. Um, yes, well, Apple themselves do. Although I don't believe it's over here in the UK. I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's in Canada and the US. Is the ability where you just pay that? I can't remember what the scheme is called. You pay the let's say fifty dollars a month, and then you you basically you're renting that phone right and you get a new phone when the ever every year when yeah. the new one is released um so that's the same sort of thing but apple can afford to do that that's obviously. right yeah that's absolutely right so the big companies can do it but main street or specialist tech companies uh, i don't know if that would work out but it's an interesting idea it really is uh, i mean again you know there are schemes that do allow for this kind of i mean you have to remember as, as blind people we are of in some countries anyway we have access to funding whether it be um in the form of a welfare check that we get per month or perhaps grants that are available through other organizations there are options out there for us to put money away for this and i think we have to be aware of that if we want this and that's ultimately what a lot of people do they just save up their welfare checks and they go in and they get these things so i think we have to remember that as well and we can't expect these things to be free. We certainly can't expect them to be low cost, especially if it's for us, if it's built for us. We're such a small community as it is. That's why Braille displays cost what they do. And the amount of people that say to me, well, why does Orcam cost what it does? Why does Envision cost what it does? Why does eSight cost what it does? Why does every Braille display cost what it does? <laughs> because it's a niche market. There's nobody around that. It's a niche market. It's a small number of people buying the product. You can buy as many Braille displays as you like, but you're never going to make that much money in order to bring the cost right down. Companies like Orbit have done it through trying to source an alternative type of mechanical construction for their Braille displays. Yeah, to bring the cost down. They've tried to find a new way of doing it. That's the only way around it, really, at this point. It's got to be worthwhile for the business. Otherwise, why would they bother? I mean, there is a slight difference with Orbit Research as, you know, a lot of vision organizations came together because they realized that this is so important that a more affordable braille display was out there that was the birth mm. of of the you know this the, the orbit reader for example but um for any other company that they're in it to make a profit and you know uh, be a success so yeah it is tricky it is very tricky i, I just you know you look at the price and it, it goes wow how can anyone afford that but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm sad now. I yeah. want the Vision Pro. Well, listen, actually, on a, on a slightly different note, and I mean this seriously, uh, one of our listeners who is rather sad at the moment because of his position uh, where he is in the country, in the UK, he's in uh, Nottingham. And uh, if people haven't been following the news from an international point of view, there's been a very sad story uh, this week in Nottingham 
uh, where someone went on the rampage and killed a number of people. Very sad story. So Peter today has been in touch, usually has a bit more of a spring in his step, but today he's feeling a bit down. Hi, Stephen and Sean and Double Tappers. It's Pete from a rather sombre Robin Hood County. Hoping all's well with you and the listeners. Firstly, Sean, if you want Siri to do anything, it's best to spell it. I usually find the same with the A-Lady smart speakers as well. As for Rebecca's email, I can see where she's coming from. If one doesn't work, at least she's got the app on the smartphone that she can turn to. I have the Envision app, but I seem to prefer SuperSense or Seeing AI and the document reader for that kind of thing. I'm so looking forward to OpenScape. I think Landscape might have been better, but people might have thought it was gardening. (laughs) But um, it sounds a really good app, and I did enjoy the demo. It's very familiar, and... I always use Soundscape, or I will always use OpenScape to do my usual navigation preferences. For pricing, I don't mind paying a yearly fee. I don't do monthly because I tend to forget. I have one monthly subscription, and okay, it's sorted for me, but I'll put up with a yearly fee. I also enjoyed the IRA interview. No, I wasn't on the toilet. (laughs) It was nice to hear that uh, they are still proceeding with their activities. Not that I will use IRA at the moment. But as for the debate against smart tech and what I call the uh, daily bread and butter tech that most blind people use, it is virtually unaffordable for most people. And I'm sure some of these companies that do the specialist tech could have a payment system. Some do, perhaps. Some don't. The main things I use for navigation at the moment are my white stick, my other half, because she's got some sight, a taxi driver, and anyone who wants to help me. I have had occasions where people have said, can I help you across the road, and... They sounded so earnest that I just let them do it and then I waited for somebody to take me back again. (laughs) So my message to you, Caleb, is take your time, don't rush. And if you get disorientated while you're out, close your eyes, count to five and open them again. I don't have any useful vision left myself now. So I just thought, oh, sod it. As long as I can hear Catherine Tate now and again, I'm happy enough. (laughs) Anyway, take care and thank you for all the interesting shows. And I'll say bye for now from a very saddened Robin Hood County. I guess you've all heard the news. Take care, guys. Yeah, sad story in Nottingham, for sure. Terrible. And uh, just, just unbelievable, yeah. So uh, it's a university town as well. So, you know, I think that's where a, a lot of the, the, the fear has come from, especially when the news broke. You know, people were immediately rushing to to check if their loved ones were okay. Yeah. And it's just horrible we live in a world like this. It really is. 
but I got to say, Peter, just on your point about the, the taxi driver who helps you, is it the same taxi driver all the time? You just go after that one guy, or is it? You know, do you have a range of taxi drivers available to you? I'm kind of intrigued to know. It's like, is there just a taxi driver that just turns up for Peter and says, "I'll help you." Come on. Don't you have it. your favourite taxi firm that you use? Um, I, I I do, and you get to know the drivers, and I've got to say, you know, nine out of ten of them are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, can't, what, can't what do I love too about, much for you. What I love about my local taxi company is that the every single time I get in the car, they tell me about the other blind guy in the town. Oh yeah, of course, I love that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Get, you get you feel, and the thing is, I I do feel that. But you talk, we talked a little bit privacy, right? I don't think there should be a question mark around taxi drivers <laughs> and privacy. I know everything about it's the like, woman with the guide dog who exactly, I picked up on a Monday. Like, I know exactly where they go to work. I know exactly where they go. I know exactly what they're doing. It's like, you know, and then there's always a sense of, well, what are you going to do with this information? They plot the a campaign is, against this person, you know? The other question is, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, but... What happened to your eyes? <laughs> Why are you blind? My hell? favourite question is, can they not fix that? Oh, yeah. That's, to which that's my response is, yes, they can. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> could totally fix it. I don't need God this white cane. Them. I could just get my eyes back tomorrow. Uh, I just decide to leave them in the drawer. Yeah, I can't, can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But the thing is, though, that on the flip side of that, if you get a bad one, this is why I say nine out of ten, because I use the same taxi firm all the time, and they're all great, except the one time we went went somewhere we hadn't been before, and I said, are you sure we're here? You know, take us to the outside of, you know, the entrance of the place. It's mm. a hotel. Are you sure we're here? This doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound right. Are we outside the hotel? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Do you mind taking us to the door? No. And that was it. It was just one word answers. Got out. And of course, we were nowhere near and yeah. they just left. And when you get something like that, it makes you feel just so bad. It makes you feel like you're disabled, right? It's terrible. And it only takes that one person. But thankfully, uh, that's a rare occurrence as far as in my experience anyway. If there's two words in the English language that every blind person, it, it doesn't really matter, I guess, where you are in the world, hears if you hear these two words uh we're all united in our thoughts just in that moment and those words are over there <laughs> yes yes absolutely if you hear over there you think oh god <sighs> really because okay. you know that involves a half hour discussion on what why i can't understand over there yes you realize <sighs> i can't see where you're pointing right or yeah. nodding or yeah it's yeah Anyway. Ah, wow, okay. Negative Julian's been in touch, and uh, he's done a bit of demo for us, a little demo, which is really interesting because we've been talking all this week about, well, throughout this week about uh, different tags, NFC tags, because, of course, we were talking about the way around tags on Blindshell. And uh, Julian got in touch to share with us how uh, he is labelling his clothes because, of course, there are challenges when it comes to labelling clothes, especially if, we, you know, if you decide to be one of those people who washes their clothes. Um then, I'm against it. Yeah, so am I. Uh, there's no need. Just going to be dirty it, again. It's pointless. After four months, it washes itself. It kind of does. Yeah, the, like the dirt, hair. The dirt just wicks away, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Julian's been in touch to show us how he does it. Hello, everyone. Negative Julian here in sunny Suffolk, United Kingdom. And today is sunny and warm and lovely. But I've retreated indoors away from sunburn. 
and it seems like a good time to share with everybody a solution I've recently found to a long-standing problem. Um, it, there's nothing new under the sun, so I'm sure the professionally blind will say they know all about this, but I didn't, and I'm sure there are others who also don't. So all to the good. Um, first off, technical details for those who are interested. I'm recording this on a Motorola G30 Android phone running Android 12. The software is Easy Voice Recorder Pro, and I'm recording directly onto the phone using its own internal microphone, so I hope the quality will be okay. A little later on, I may also involve my Pixel 5 running Android 13. That's if you care. So the problem, the long-standing problem I've had is knowing what I'm wearing, specifically in my case, trousers or pants, as our American friends would have it. Uh, a, for example, three pairs of jeans, one pair the traditional denim blue color, one pair black, and a third pair of very pale blue stonewashed affair. And they all feel very much the same, so I can't tell anything that way. So how do I know what I've got wrapped around my legs? I've tried various solutions over the years, uh, mostly the RNIB pen friend, which is okay as far as it goes, but even using the laundry-specific labels that they recommend, I've always found that not very good, particularly in that the adhesive only seems to last for about four or five washes, and then the labels are peeling off and getting lost into the washing machine filter or whatever. It's just not very good. You can try actually sewing those labels into position. That works, but it's finicky, and even then... When you want to find out the colour of what you're wearing, you have to find the pen friend in whatever drawer or cupboard you keep it in, turn it on, find the exact spot to poke it at to get the result, then turn it off, put it away again. It's a lot of faff just to find out the colour of a pair of trousers, to be honest. So the solution I found, a few weeks ago, I was on eBay and I just tried uh, typing in as a search laundry-proof NFC tags. And I got a few results, not many, to be honest. Most of them were just waterproof self-adhesive tab tags, which uh, I didn't think would do the job very well. But I did find a button-style tag. And uh, this was stated to be waterproof, detergent-proof, and more than usually heat-resistant. And I th thought this might be interesting. And crucially, through the middle of this tag are two holes. So it's just like a button. You can sew it into position. Uh, to describe the tag, according to eBay, it's 24 millimeters in diameter, uh, it feels slightly less than that to me, but uh, that's what it says. It's about two millimetres thick, and in the middle it has these two holes, just like a button. The whole thing actually feels very much like a standard medium-sized sort of button. Hard plastic, I'm told it's black, two holes in the middle. So I've been sewing these into various pairs of trousers. Uh, we've gone through three or four washes on one pair so far and everything's holding up very well 
you can scan from either the inside or outside of the trousers because you only need to be within a, a centimetre or so to get a scan. And you still need um, a standard place to put it. And the place I've found, if you've got a rear pocket on your trousers, you will more often than not find it's double seamed in that it's attached to the hem of the trousers at the top and then about an inch, two and a half centimetres further down, it's attached again, sewn all the way across, and that's where the pocket opens on the outside of the trousers. So seen from the inside, you've actually got a sort of little tunnel there formed on one side by the pocket material and on the other side by the inside of the trousers. Uh, and that is wasted space, and it's an ideal position just to poke one of these um, button-style NFC tags into, sew it in, and there it is, out of sight, out of mind, and in a position where it's not likely to snag on anything. So hopefully, once in, it's going to last as long as the trousers do. So that's my solution, and I'm going to try and demonstrate it to you now i've got a pair of trousers here and i've got my pixel 5 here i've got the trousers and i'm going to wave the pixel 5 over the tag and hope that you can hear the result new tag collected dark blue rugby trousers 38 inch waist 29 inch inside leg purchased in sharingham 2023 so there you go you now know that i'm a short-legged rather tubby person who has very little dress sense and was recently in north norfolk I'm also rapidly balding. Control yourself, ladies, please. So that pretty much concludes uh, my recommendation. Um, give it a try if you think it works for you. Just one more thing to say. It's a plea from me to the assembled audience. <laughs> Does anybody out there know how a blind bloke can thread a needle? Please. Thread a needle in less than a few hours and without <laughs> reducing himself to a blubbering mentally broken wreck please tell me so for now that's uh negative julian had enough of being positive next time round, i'll try to be much more negative i promise good wow julian thank you so much for that that was absolutely brilliant that was fantastic um i dream of a 38 inch waist julian don't worry about it i know <laughs> i think i was, was when i was a baby <laughs> that was really cool. And it's, uh, I mean, we had a, an email the other day about NFC tags, right? And, and uh, the different ones available. I had no idea that you could get them in that form. So uh, really handy. No. And I love the way it worked on Android as well. That was so easy. Um, I'm going to have to have another look. There's so many NFC apps available for the iPhone. Um, I haven't tried them you know, for accessibility and how well they work. But um, yeah, really handy. I like that. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I think that's the, the thing. I mean, it's interesting when Julian said at the, the top, you know, the professionally blind will be like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But actually, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, I'm not in that category. I promise you I'm not one of those uh, because I, I, I don't know that. I've never known that existed. And the NFC tag thing is still a little bit alien to me. But I love the idea of this because I have been thinking a bit more about the clothes. I, I generally, if I'm honest, I'm one of these people who I just put, stuff on i'm not going out that often so i'm not too bothered about what i'm wearing in the house you're and a onesie man aren't you i'm a onesie man yes. i often do wear my christmas onesie uh it's so bizarre in the middle of july when you open the front door and you know there, you, there i am standing there in my christmas onesie uh 
hair like a, and I'm going to use a Scottish phrase here, burst couch, which uh, you should honestly look that up. Um, and, you know, there I am standing there looking ridiculous and, you know, that's it. But actually, as I'm starting to go out a bit more, I'm thinking maybe I should take a bit more, you know, pride in my yep. appearance. But that involves knowing what I'm putting on. So this could be really useful to me, actually. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so thank, thank you so much to Julian for sending that in. And, uh, yes, be more negative next time, Julian. Back to your old self. Come on. <laughs> uh, that is it for today. Uh, we're back on the Express tomorrow. Lots of interesting stories to cover. Of course, through the week, we'll be talking about the uh, demo of OpenScape. We'll be talking about Ira and, of course, Grace Scofield here with the news. All that on Double Tap Express tomorrow. And uh, catch it on the podcast, as always, 12 noon Eastern on AMI-audio is where you'll find us every day here on AMI-audio. That's it for today, though, Sean. Thank you, and we'll catch thank you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.